Hi, welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I'm Travis. I'm Max. I'm Brian. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined again with Frank Falbo of Falbo Guitars. Uh, yeah. And the crowd goes mild. Goes mild. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's a, uh, there's a trumpet player around town that um, if he was half as good as he thought he was, mm. dude, he'd be Chris Bodie. You know what I mean? But wow. um, everybody around town calls him Mild Davis. <laughs> mild Davis. <laughs> That's terrible. That's wow. Let's hope he's not watching. <laughs> I don't think he knows. I don't think anybody calls him that to his face. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I, I'm going to leave that one alone because I could go on so many more stories about this dude. But podcast topic. Huh? Aaron Christensen. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, do you want me to read the whole thing or just kind of give the, the long and short of it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, podcast topic. Discuss the difference between live tone, bedroom tone, and studio tone. For me, playing is all about live performance, so I have all my gear set up to deliver sounds that work live. My tone isn't the holy grail, but it works for our music and holds place in a mix with four or five other instruments and four vocalists. Church, you know. When I get home, my settings sound like garbage. Likewise, I've found that creating tones at home never works once you hit the stage. Mm -hmm. That sound of the mix in the room are just too different. Something that's full and detailed at home sounds flubby and nasty and barely cuts live unless you're louder than everyone else. Something that sounds thin and dull at home jumps out and owns in a mix without stepping on the other instruments. And recording is sort of <laughs> uncharted water for me. Nice job, Max. <laughs> I'm sure a whole other set of tone variables come into play there as well. Tell me about it. man. He, I, would, I would like point to like the opening track on the podcast where you and you were right. saying that. like. When you listen, when you isolate that guitar tone, you're like, ugh. Right. But in the mix, it fit perfectly. Yeah, especially mm -hmm. when the band comes in. Mm -hmm. But and that's more of the the recording, you know, thing. But he hit the nail. The guy obviously knows what he's talking about. Obviously has that experience, because I mean, I saw you, Frank, shaking your head like, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, the guy totally gets it. What works? I mean, he pretty much explained it for right. us, you know. But what works at home? I see guys do that. They're like, I'm going to get my tone at home. Right. And then they go to the gig and it's like, this sounds terrible. Yeah, right. Totally different. No, it's a completely yeah. different environment. It's like, you know, trying to get, borrow a NASCAR car and be like, this car's awesome. I can't wait to drive it to work. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I hate this car. Like, I want the leather interior, the air conditioning, and uh, all the rest of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so it's, uh, they're, they're different functions. They're performing a completely different. Right. you know task and it's you know there's several things that that you can break it down to you know one is frequency content where and that's what I'm, i was going to bring up right where i'm playing by myself i want all of these frequencies because mm -hmm. i want to experience the this this full mm -hmm. rich sound and when you're playing with other people in a, a you know in a, in a mix whether it lives or a studio mm -hmm. in a mix all these other instruments are occupying these other spaces and if you try to occupy all of those Completely. same spaces then everything gets clogged up and you know it doesn't sound good and you can't right. really pick out you know what the guitar is doing so you tend it gets to narrow cloudy and clumsy right. and, yeah and so you tend the, to focus your frequency the, content the one thing i've noticed the, the main frequency that i've always fought is I play in a band with a guy, uh, a bass player, plays a five-string bass. He's got a 15-inch subwoofer and a 410 cabinet. There's a lot of tones mm -hmm. happening on, on his instrument. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that 
I was playing an amp. It was a Rivera 5512, but I put it in a new cabinet with a 15-inch speaker. Yeah. And I noticed that that tone that worked well with other bands I've been playing in did not work well in the band with this bass player because yeah. there was a competition there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... over each other frequently. Yeah, well. and when I'm at home, mm-hmm. man, I really love that bass frequency. When I'm playing low volumes by myself, it sounds so warm and full. Mm-hmm. But right. when you get on stage, there's such a competition there that yeah. it just... Sounds like mud. It right. does. It gets all muddy. You know? Yeah, and so the other part of it is dynamics. You know, something that's compressed and tight might sound good at home, but it also might sound good in a recording mm-hmm. because everything is going to get squished and squashed anyways in the mastering process. Mm-hmm. But be lost uh, live. Right. And it's something that's compressed and tight, like you said. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally lost in a live environment. And then the final difference between all these things is the fact that even though some of the things that you might do in the studio might cross over to either bedroom or live, mm-hmm. live, you're literally manipulating the air that's in front of you, mm-hmm. including human beings that are occupying said space. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's not even, there's the whole frequency content and, thing, but it's and like. And the stage you're on. Right, right. You're you're That's figuring out sound checks. Yeah, where am I? Not yes. in the first row, but where am I by the time I get to the tenth row? Yeah, right? there's yeah. a there's a country bar in Indianapolis. You're very familiar with. Yeah. it. You've played it way it's, more than I have. They, it's huge. It, it it's like a skating rink or something. Right. You know, really? and um, they always make you sound check at like four p.m. Yeah, to yeah. an empty bar. And it's pointless. Right. Completely pointless. Right. Because you Everything get up, changes. Yes, because you get you know bodies in the room and mm-hmm. and occupying space and then right n- it, like you said it's pointless because even your monitor mix changes mm-hmm. yeah. every settings on like for me it the settings on pedals change the amp setting changes right yeah everything which throws the sound guy off and by that you're like yeah so i i wasted played there a my ton. time huh you've played there a ton yeah you it's know it's a fun place it's like one of the only country bars that well, it's, house yeah. a lot of people it's you know? the it's the prestige bar yeah i mean here. it's like like when jake when big name acts come in town mm-hmm. like before That's they're they big play. enough to go to a place yeah they go there because it, it holds a couple, you know, a couple thousand people yeah right nice yeah so but and something i want to back up a little bit when we're talking about you know you know bass frequencies getting lost mm-hmm. that's probably i can't speak for you here i guess even though i'm going to that's probably why you put bright switches on a lot of your pedals well and eq right i like three band eq because that way you can like let's say you like your plexi drive or your whatever your tube screamer mm-hmm. but it, it worked at soundcheck or it worked at home and now you're in this club and you're like oh, it just sounds so nasally yeah right. let's just dial that out Right, you know. Right. Sometimes that's not just a presence control. That's not just a right. straight up tone knob. Right. In the middle, of, right in the middle of your tube screamer. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. not it always. Exactly. Yeah, and, it, and you know, I, I really don't have too much more to contribute because this, like I said, this guy obviously knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Do you have any problems with your super? Only when I play it at home. <laughs> because uh, it makes the neighbors mad. Well, I, I've noticed there's a whole theory that I, I kind of go back and forth with with a friend of mine, and, and he it'd be nice to get somebody that's a speaker expert on the show because he says that it's all about how much air you move, and he has a theory that four tens is forty inches of air, to where one fifteen is only fifteen inches of air, and it's like, and I kind of see where he's coming from a little bit, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I, I, 
to me, yeah, the tone is so different. That it's yeah, if you're strictly talking about air movement, then you can make some comparisons to like four small fans versus one large fan blade. Right. You know, and so there's a certain amount of push behind a larger blade, but yet what's happening is by the time you get 10 feet away from the mm-hmm. amp or the fans in this case, mm-hmm. this it's this dispersion, right? So mm-hmm. if I push really hard in this much space, then I have this resistance that's coming out in front of me. Mm-hmm. If I have multiple drivers, or like a line array and a PA mm-hmm. cabinet, right, yeah. right, if I have multiple smaller drivers and they're not a lot of, without a lot of excursion, you know, then it's, it's like I'm reducing that SPL, but I'm getting a better transfer by the time you're further away. Mm-hmm. Right. Now mix that with the fact that we like how guitar 12s sound. Right. And all bets are off because it's like, but I got to have a 12 because the 10 <laughs> because just doesn't sound, yeah, it right. just doesn't have the punch, right? Right. I mean, I play 15s a lot too in my past. Mm-hmm. You know, I've liked, I've liked them on guitar. And it's not a bass you know? thing, it's a depth no, thing. No, it's right. It's like, exactly. It's yeah. this tubby, yeah. you know, <laughs> tubby. dimensional sound. You know? <laughs> but Max let me, I did this, um, I, I've never liked super reverbs indoors. I don't know why. I, sure. Yeah. And it's just personal preference, but, yeah. um, I my something was wrong with my amp and I was doing this outdoor festival and I uh, really needed an amp number one and then I really needed one with with tremolo on it mm-hmm. so oops Max let me borrow a super and that was some of the best tone I'd ever had and I didn't even yeah. use any pedals just a telecaster into a cranked up super yeah there's there's why <laughs> I, I was setting you up for yeah. that one dude <laughs> and I know guys who love those amps right mm-hmm. and without getting too into to past experiences would say uh, you know, let's let's take that super reverb to Nam. Oh no! And it's like you know, whoa, you know, because it's just a good Fender sound or whatever. Right. And it's like, especially at seventy decibels, <laughs> right? Well, and when I'm fighting, right? So now I'm fighting all this noise, right? So you know, we didn't really touch on this with live sound, but a loud bar. An mm. active bar of talking is 100 Again, decibels. Totally different yeah. experience than a club scene where people are kind of there to listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Your mix is going to be different for that too, mm-hmm. right? right? But you know, it's a you know an open back design, completely different. You can be sitting there in a room and be like, "But I like this open back amp better than I like this one." Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? But at Nam, I got to get this sound to go Ow. right there to those people. But then I also have to get it to follow off before it gets mm-hmm. into the hallway right. and the noise police come by and say you're too loud right. in your booth. And, and, right? <laughs> and yeah. not to make this a commercial, but those Port City cabs, they do a great job of mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Yeah, they're very yeah. directional and they have a nice fall off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I use one, I use the oversized 212 mm-hmm. and I find that it's not, it doesn't kill you off stage. Right. You know, on stage it's huge, it's full, it's right, right at me, but yep. it doesn't kill you off stage. Yeah, right. that's exactly, yeah. and that's all speaker cabinet design stuff, but yeah. it plays into this discussion that you're having about live, and, you know, because sometimes it's, it, it can be like the magic bullet for you could be the cabinet that you choose to bring to the live gig. Right. And you're at home and you're creating these sounds and you're creating them on a whatever, a close back, you know, mm-hmm. close back one by 12 or something. And then you go, you, but you take your four by 12 to the gig. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's that the tones are more similar. You don't have to really do a lot of changes because you've just completely changed the way you're manipulating the air. Right. And, it, and that's a, and then the best part about it is. As the player, sometimes we could care less about how it sounds compared to how it feels. Right. And to me, that's where the, the movement of air comes. And something you've always kind of brought to my attention is like, that's the problem with cab sims. 
I think so, yeah. And you mm-hmm. and and Brian even says if the guy out there can make a cab sim and get that feeling mm-hmm. of moving air, mm-hmm. then that's the product. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you do it by capacitors. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Just, no. <laughs> just riffing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of it's, bedroom it's tone. <laughs> speaking of bedroom tone, I got a new amp. I did. What'd you get, Richard? What'd you get, Richard? But um, no, I had this old Epiphone 339 that I literally never played. Yeah. Never played it. And there's one of those Marshall Class 5s. Have you seen these? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I was talking to, (laughs) kind of funny story, I was talking to Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, that is a funny story. And that's it. Moving on. (laughs) But but no, I was talking to Dave about trading him this guitar, and he was like, yeah, so yours the Ultra or the Pro? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I I don't know. He's like, well, is it coil tapped? I had no idea until... I was playing it later that day to find out, and I forgot. I was just playing. My son walks up, grabs the tone knob or volume knob, and just goes. Right. I was like, "It's coil tapped." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my son figured it out for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. already smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, but let's face it; that doesn't take much. Right. How old is he? Uh, Fifteen months. That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what drives me nuts? One of my pet peeves is people who will always say that their kid is so smart. Right. You know, they're like, "Oh, he's so smart." I'm like. Dude, he still defecates in his pants. Right. You know, it's like, let's wait till he's like three or four. Right. I've seen that crayon drawing of an elephant. It doesn't look anything <laughs> like an elephant. <laughs> right. Okay. He stinks. Yeah, he's terrible. You know, <laughs> maybe with some practice, but it's right like, now, yeah, it's not going in an art museum. Right. Let's, let's wait till he can read at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's one of my pet peeves. So what I always do is I always make the joke like we have one of those pack and plays and it's like a mesh screen mm-hmm. and he'd put his face up against it yeah. and like smash his face it's and I'd best. take a picture and I'd, I'd send it to my wife I'd be like he's so smart yeah <laughs> <laughs> or anytime he does something that a kid would do you yeah. know falls down I'd say he's so graceful yeah. he's so smart <laughs> oh, man. but um uh, alright this one I, I have some experience with but I really don't have a lot Pat Cross writes in the early stages of episode 52, you guys were discussing the comparison between high-dollar cables, El Cheapos, and coat hanger cables. That discussion got me wondering what the dealio is with wireless systems. Mm. Well, they eliminate cables right. and right. then allow you to walk around. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's basically the deal with them. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's the deal. You, it's, but, you, spend, oh, you pay for goods and services, you get the goods, and then you use their services. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really simple economic procedure. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. And then, but then you you buy one less cable, <laughs> so you're saving money there. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I will say is I do have one of those Line Six G30s. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, you it's know, pretty good. And everybody was hating on me. They're like, "Why well, get the G30, bro? Why not get the G50 or the G1?" And I know like, those numbers are higher. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. so is the price. <laughs> right. Economics. That's what you're talking. About. <laughs> yeah. See, he gets it. He gets it. That's he He's knows so the smart. score. <laughs> but he should take a picture of this to my mom. He's so smart. <laughs> Yeah, he's but coming along. <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a time where I need to be more than 30 feet from my amplifier for the gigs I'm playing. Well, uh, it depends. I mean, if you're playing the 80s rock gig, you've got to go out in the crowd, <laughs> right? walk to the back of the building, you know. I can't taken remember. Taken care of to keep your mullet out of the way. Right. Yeah. I, am, I, I do got a mullet starter kit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what wirelesses are really good for? Like being that annoying 
guitarist who's gonna go back to the board and tell the engineer tell the sound guy right. how he's doing it wrong right, right. right. <laughs> or, or the guy that stands on the table and plays behind his head that's I'm fine. sorry I don't like it that's fine you're What's okay your problem? With that? Hey, man, you take your baggage, leave it at the door. <laughs> you know? You're okay with this? <laughs> of course. Do what you want to do. Yeah. You might not get hired back, but, you know, do it. Yeah. Um, take your sunglasses off. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so so there's, there's cheap wirelesses and there's good ones. That's all there is mm-hmm. to it. You know, just like with cables. Some, some are good, some are bad. Some sound better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, with digital wireless, it's kind of like we finally got to the point where we're getting a good sound from point A to point B, right. yet there's now a little bit of latency involved. And so that can become a thing that now this, when you talk about this way things feel, latency yeah. is a big one for me. Oh, there's got to be the biggest. Right. There are people who can't tell. And then you'll talk to some engineer types who are like, but it's 10 milliseconds. It's just like being 10 feet away from your amp. It's not a big deal. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, because it's when I'm 10 feet away from my amp, it sounds then like I, it's 20, 20 feet away. Feet. Right. Yes. It's right. like, so I'm, I know, I mean, our ears are, everything about us is right. so tuned in to being able to, you know, whether you want to go back to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. evolution, intelligent design, whatever, you know, it's like at some point in time, we used these two things to go, there's a deer right over there. Like, right, I can right. tell he's here. Or why is he? Why yeah. is I? Why is he not here? Why is it not there? Why is it you know not up in the tree? Right. And what's the time difference between this ear and that ear? But somehow when that image comes in, we I know go, where it's, it's at. right there. Right. Boom. And that latency screws me up a lot. Like yeah. Yeah. especially recording. Like, oh yeah. If I'm going through like the effects and, and monitoring yeah. the sound like, oh yeah you know, isolated cabinet somewhere right my timing it's so screwed right. up yeah you gotta well, have like some direct monitor yeah, right you have to do it yeah uh, if you're gonna mm-hmm. do that but it, but it's uh it's so it's so it's a short latency but by engineering standards nowadays but it's long for what we do so i think right. i'm not gonna i'm not speaking for line six but i you know it's Maybe they've improved things, whatever. But we're talking north of like 10 milliseconds, mm-hmm. you know, 12 milliseconds on on some of the earlier digital products, and then they keep getting better. And right. I don't know where they are now, you know. But I've did some tests, and I can sense about three milliseconds or less. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when mm-hmm. I can begin to. That's where you're. Physically yeah, in yeah. That's when I can tell the difference. Huh. Um, and we just there's different ways we ran those tests, but. Um, but the other thing that it does, and sometimes people don't realize this, is if you are doing this near the amp looking for that feedback loop, right, right, literally 10, 12 milliseconds or whatever, and we talked about live versus, this all ties in, and I'll try to make it quick, right? No, you're fine. But the latency i mean sound waves are have a distance to them before they fully develop bass sound waves are longer when we talked about live sound the bass amplifier there are some sound waves that are six or 12 feet long before they fully cycle Mm -hmm. on a recorded music in your earbuds right here all that stuff is immediate Mm -hmm. the length of the sound wave is now become irrelevant but it's not irrelevant in the room and that's why fifth row can be different than 10th row can be different than 15th right Right. with feedback in front of a guitar amp trying to get like that sound that that biofeedback right. loop between those two things sometimes 10 milliseconds 12 milliseconds can be that make the difference of it not happening mm-hmm. because there's now there's some parts of those that sound wave that is out of phase 
and I don't mean like where it sounds thin, but I'm saying the sound wave itself is out of phase with the feedback loop you're trying to create, right. and then other mm-hmm. frequencies are in phase. And if I shift that time balance, it's the same as, not the same, but it's, it's like if I moved away from the amp. So that right. sweet spot in front of the amp. I could see that, yeah. Where it goes. I've never. <laughs> is <laughs> different, Max. Max. Max literally just. I just I had I've been putting like on screen did, did, did you lose mode. time? Yeah, I just watched ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> Or the snake, or the pipes. Yeah, pretty much. Never-ending pipe. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Frank. No, it, it was. Oh, it was time. That's awesome. He said, "Oh no, yeah, that's perfect." Yeah, C three PO, shut him up or shut him down. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, "Do I have anything to right? contribute to this?" No, no, I don't. Yeah, I like pain. <laughs> no, I, I don't yeah. think I'm near as sensitive as you are to the to that latency. Yeah. Um, the only, I mean, obviously I noticed it like whenever we were sound checking the other night, yeah, I went yeah. out and I, I played just during the sound check and mm-hmm. yeah, I noticed big time, but I right. was, but that's compound, right. And that's compounded by the actual physical distance. Right. You're not used to being that far away from your rig. Right. So the amount of time it takes the sound to get to you mm-hmm. is the secondary part of latency. Right. But that would be the same whether you had a cable or not. So really exactly. you're just compounding the 10 mm-hmm. or 12 milliseconds on top of that. Right. Um, I'll tell you. I know when I played at church, I used to like use a wireless system and I'd go to the sound booth and play. Yeah. I never did. That. Were you using it was UHF forever. Original. I mean, it was like you're, you know, you're always yeah. playing half a second behind everybody. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it was yeah. awesome. No, I would do it. I would play ahead. You know, if I was doing that, I would always jump out ahead to try to make it so that the people on stage were See, still I, hearing like, me. What you could time. do is delay everybody else. Yeah, you're like you guys are, you guys are, behind, you guys are Russian. You're yeah. Russian, right? Uh, they're like, no, we're not. Yeah, no, we're <laughs> not. We're, we're yeah. totally not. Yeah, but but you know, the, so the bigger point is don't mistake latency for a tonal shift. So <laughs> right, this is important. Um, <laughs> Wait, they did now. <laughs> right, you're like I tried five different cables and I found my favorite, and then I tried this wireless, and you know the wireless is between the second favorite cable and the fifth, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's right in here, and it's like yeah, there's but there's part of that that's becoming a component, even if the frequency content is all there, mm-hmm. you know, it's that becomes a secondary issue. Yeah. And you know, like I said, like you said earlier, you know, becomes feel a feel thing. Now when you were talking, were you talking, uh, digital or were you talking, uh, was it UHF? Right. Oh, Back was, in was, your day. I was teasing. Oh. 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 I never did that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were being serious. No, I mean, if yeah, I, if I've I totally have played in the booth before, but I just ran direct with little, yeah, uh, okay. later, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? and no, this, no, this I've mix and, yeah, yeah. No, I've gone yeah. up to the booth to make sure the sound is right or something like that, and I'm playing. Yeah. You're playing along, and didn't it is. one of my well, I mean, yeah, I've like messed sound? around, but not like yeah. actually at a church, like in the middle. Of yeah, no, no. This would be for practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, crazy, yeah. crazy story here. Mm. Um, Frank and I know somebody mutual. He's a family member of mine. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, he. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He sent me a message. He was like. And true story, his name's Michael Jackson. Right. But yeah. <laughs> he was like, how do you know Michael Jackson? And I was like, well, he's, he's a relative. He's like a second cousin or something, yeah. you know? And he was like, he ran sound for our church in Chicago. Right. Yeah. In Illinois. So, yeah. So crazy, man. Yep. Small world. Small world. Yeah. Right. You know Michael Jackson ran sound? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that must have been a thriller. Yeah. Uh, uh, knee slapper. <laughs> no, I'll turn it into a knee slapper. Yeah. He looks nothing like the famous Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, he's dead. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Hopefully your relative is still alive. <laughs> What'd you say? Hopefully your relative is still alive. Yes, time. yes, yes. My relative is still alive that I yes. that I know of. Yes. But uh, and in good working order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's but no small world. Um, trying to think if we have anything here that's kind of shorter, or if we should save it for a whole new episode here. Hmm. So, yeah. Frank, how does electricity work? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, there's this kite with a key on it. Right. And that's where it started. <laughs> right. And ever since then, and ever since then, it's been cycling up through <laughs> the earth back up to the clouds. Somewhere there's a lot of kites. <laughs> yeah. There's one large true. kite. Yeah. The government doesn't want you to know about it. Though. Oh, springs and a tram, floating guitar. Yeah, I don't really get oh, man. You want to um, do another one after this? Yeah, let's do another one because there's there's a lot of stuff here. Is that cool? Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do another one yeah. because we do lunch. <laughs> yeah, we could probably do lunch okay. too. But um, oh wait, I, somebody gave Max some props. We'll, oh we'll, yeah, 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 they did. Somebody said uh, his singing voice. Yeah, no, I didn't write that myself. We should <laughs> yeah. get Max to sing. Yeah, yeah, your mom also wants to know if a twelve foot cable sounds different than a. 16. <laughs> <laughs> but it says yeah, which reminds me, uh, you guys once mentioned that Max's singing voice on the show. So yes. I looked him up. I was freaking blown away. Max has a serious gift. Guitar? What's guitar? That voice is where it's at. I mm. buy his album in a second if it ever appears. Incredible talent. There. Which is funny because at one point or two or three or four or five, you mentioned something about Max finishing. Yeah, I was producing a record of Max's, and and he he paid for the everything. Mm. He paid for the engineer. He paid for the time. He and uh, I think he got three songs. I think he got three song. songs tracked. Mm. And then I just hated my producer, so I never finished it. Really? Is that, <laughs> is that why? No. Yeah. You mean I'm sure you mean engineer? No. Yeah. yeah. No. The, the band <laughs> broke up and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Which, and if we want to bring it all back home, really, when we were talking earlier about live tone versus like bedroom tone mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things, you know, your voice, right? There's your singing voice, but then there's talking to you. And, yeah. You know. It's never as good one way or the other. Right. You know what I mean? I can't if understand anything right. he's saying. Right. His singing voice sounds so amazing, but then he talks. You know, yeah. It's <laughs> like Susan Tedeschi is the same way. I absolutely, I can listen to her sing all day long. Listen to an interview with her. I'm like, ah, oh, please. You, right. better, you better hope Daryl Trucks doesn't hear this. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> nice. Daryl Trucks and John Oates, I think. Is yeah. The, that's yeah. A, was a group from the... Uh, <laughs> no, I say that. I, I know a guy. First of all, he's dummy. Mar- it's pronounced yeah. Darrell. 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 <laughs> dummy. That's like that's my new word I've been using. Is dummy. Who no, calls people gr- dummy? It's, so, it's, it's adorable. I would rather. It's I would so rather. Cool. I would rather be called like a right. dumb Some a than dummy. Pejorative. You know, yeah. dummy's like yeah. straight up. Like, oh, it hits too close to home. Yeah, it's so yeah. condescending. Yeah. Condescending is <laughs> when you say something that's uh, sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, is that what it means? I didn't know. <laughs> but no max and i were gonna put a band together and i said yeah "Yeah, put a band together and then he never did anything about it Mm. remember that (laughs) that that wasn't all me huh dude it's totally all you i'm running two other bands Mm. Mm -hmm. come on i told you i said let's do it i said let's set it up so we are going jerry springer we are going (laughs) jerry Jerry. (laughs) sorry dad Dad. no let's set it up i'm telling you the audience is there we'll sell tens of tickets i know tickets we're doing shows yeah no you're selling out. you're selling itunes downloads to everybody there watching right now that way i can get my 34 cents mm-hmm. per track mm-hmm. <laughs> you getting that much huh wow yeah well my distributor is pretty good mm. anyway if you guys have any questions or comments uh leave them 
uh, down below and YouTube and the YouTube comments or shoot us an email podcast at wamplerpedals.com. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to say something. Just you just stretch it. it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, way to go out. See, that's, the, that's, that's the authority he has. He sits up. Right. And everybody's. Right. But, yeah, like, <laughs> he moves. He moves. <laughs> he moves. But check us out on Instagram and Facebook, Chasing Tone Podcast. Um, for Max, Frank, and Brian, I'm Travis. Thank you so much for listening slash watching.